Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. I'm Jimmy Fowler, elder candidate at Redeemer Fellowship. What's up, man? Nothing much. What's up with you? Chilling. Chilling. Tired. Tired. There's a lot going on. There is a lot going on. I look forward to these times where we can just sit down, hang out, chat. Mm-hmm. This is good. This is good. I enjoy these times. Yeah, man. So what are we talking about today? Today we're going to talk about personal studying, or personal devotions, personal feeding, personal whatever you want to call it. A lot of personal stuff in there. A lot there. of personal so it's stuff. It's going to get very personal. It's going to get very personal. Yeah, we're going to talk about how we feed ourselves spiritually. Mm-hmm. Like what should Christians be doing that they can take ownership of and responsibility for in growing in the Lord. You know, some people think they can just go to church and I'm going to hear from the pastor or I'm going to listen to a podcast. And those are important aspects of Mm -hmm. it, of growing. Uh, But there's a lot more that we need to be doing as believers. And so uh, we're going to talk about the things that you and I do. Okay. We haven't really talked about what those things are, like mm-hmm. what you and I do, but I think there's going to be a lot of overlap. Yeah. Right? We, we probably do a lot of the same things. So for, for you, uh, why, don't you, why don't you share like um, maybe the most consistent and important thing that you do to feed yourself spiritually? Uh, one is a time in the Word. Uh, just, just spending time... Um, pouring over a passage and it's not like it's it's something that's you know an hour and a half a day or anything like that it's not it, no what how much time do you spend because an hour and a half is sort of like my minimum i wake up at 4 30 so i can 4 30 in the morning an hour and a half so what are you, you doing an hour and a, what are you doing well i ain't doing no hour and a half well, what do you, well how much do you i don't know now i'm kind of self-conscious about what my do you, time. How, well, how much not, not, not that i'm not going to judge you i'm just curious you know well you know like an hour what yeah you're on staff, dude. Yeah. You're supposed to be spending like... Oh my gosh, it's terrible. What are you talking about? Oh, no. you are part... You are half-time. I'm on part-time, yes. Okay, yes. so the hour is fine. All right, well, so I think the... No, my reality yeah. of my devotional time is is maybe in about a half hour. Mm-hmm. It's about a half hour of... You know, I, I go through a passage. I've already got it kind of picked out ahead of time. Um, and I just write. I just... As I'm going through in my Bible, I'm circling. I'm writing myself notes. I'm kind of thinking through the passage, and then I and then I journal. That's cool. What, what are you writing down when you journal? Like what are what? Not, I don't mean like specific examples. Like mm-hmm. what sort of things though are you recording? One, I'll anything that kind of sticks out to me. Like is this certain word important? What does that word kind of mean generally? Like, um, okay, here's an example. I'm preaching on Proverbs three nine and ten coming up. And so I had studied that passage, but I also did it, looked at it devotionally uh, probably about a month and a half ago. So one of the things it was saying was that you honor the Lord with your gifts, and it says with, with all your gifts. And so I circled that word. That was really important to me, that sense of, of everything. Yeah. And so I, I kind of pour into that. I say, well, how, how am I honoring the Lord with everything, and how am I not, and why do I not? That's yeah. very important to me, Right. why I don't do. So trying to process... Uh, for myself, uh, what is holding me back from living, living out my faith. Right. I mean, I think, and that's like what you're doing there is what I do in journaling as well. It's, it's oftentimes, you know, digging up the ground of your heart, Yeah. you know, like, uh, 
breaking up that ground so mm-hmm. that you can actually sow seed and see fruit. And that involves repentance and finding yeah. ourselves, you know, where are we falling short? So Bible study, uh, Bible intake doesn't have to be study. It can yeah. be reflection, meditation, memorization, That's all right. those things. So regular time in the word, you do that in the morning. Do that in the morning. Okay. I, I do that in the morning as well, but it's a little unfair. I mean, when you're a full-time pastor, yeah. you get, to, I mean, I'm in the word all day, uh, off and on. So yeah. it's in the morning, but here's what I found. Well, in here, my, here, like I try to do it in the morning, but like, Sometimes I can't, right? Because I, uh, you know, I'm only here part time. Um, so the other times when I have to go to the factory, I actually do it during my lunch break. Right, great. Is I just close my door, and while I'm eating my lunch, that's when I'm doing it because that's the only time. It, it doesn't really. There's no. There's no biblical mandate about when we spend time yeah. in the Word. The mandate is meditate on the Word. That's right. It's know God's scriptures. So I like to do it in the morning. I find that when I do it in the morning, I'm more likely to stay in it throughout the day. Yeah. Uh, on as on a personal level, but I know other people. Their brains don't work. No. Until later in the day, my my wife would say like I'm just I'm not mentally ready until a few hours have gone by. So right, I think uh, intake of the Word of God, and you can do that. By reading, you can listen to the audio Bible. Yeah. There's a lot of different ways to do it. Um, prayer, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, really important discipline. And there are different ways of doing that. We should be reading God's word prayerfully, right? Yeah. Like prayer should really be a part of every single thing that we do when we're feeding spiritually. That's right. We should prayerfully even um, engage in our vocation, our recreation. Prayer should really be kind of involved in all of that. But I find that taking time to slow down shut everything down and just talk to the Lord is absolutely critical. And I would say that throughout most of my Christian life, that Bible study has always come easier to me than prayer. Like I can sit down and study and get the commentaries and my pencils and all that stuff. And part of it's just fun too, right? Yeah, it is. For for, for us, us, it is just, it's enjoyable. We delight in that. And prayer is harder. Yeah. Um, at least it, it has always been for me, not that it's hard to say a prayer, but to actually deal with my sin and God's glory and to yeah. entreat the Lord in a prolonged sense, right? Yeah. Not just for 30 seconds. That that takes a different kind of effort. But I find that such reward in doing so. And I've really come to the place where I think prayerful meditation or prayer that is governed by and filled with scripture is the most important thing that I do. So I want to make sure that that's something that I, I schedule into my day, mm-hmm. allow for spontaneous times of prayer uh, in, in completely different ways. It's, it's got to be there. And I've, I've, I find that um, when I'm doing that, that my affections are stirred and that I'm much more engaged in God's word. And I find personally, because I, I know this is something that uh, myself and a couple other guys that I meet with every week, we shared with each other just the struggle we have with prayer and praying throughout the day, praying without ceasing. Um, and one of the tools we've used is, uh, going through the Valley of vision. So good. It's really good. And what's actually really helpful is, uh, on, on your blog, Joe, there's a, a prayer guide. Right. I did not ask Jimmy to share this. No, no, but I'm, <laughs> I'm sharing it because it's something that has helped me and it's helped. Uh, I think it's helping the guys as well is, um, in that prayer guide, you know, and we have, like, I, I made a, a calendar on, on my computer, or um, and I invited those other guys, and so we get alerts. So the calendar, uh, the calendar is, is essentially, or the prayer guide is essentially, it takes all of the prayers in the Valley of Vision, uh, from the leather-bound version in particular, mm-hmm. takes all of those prayers and arranges them 
on uh for three a day that's right monday through friday monday through friday and so it basically helps you to say all right it's it's your first week it's monday you're supposed to start with this prayer and you can choose 9 a.m for example at 9 a.m i'm going to pray this prayer and then at 12 it's the next prayer and that's listed for you it doesn't go in the order that they are in the book it goes in a different arrangement that makes more sense to me so i put made that for myself and then it worked so well i made it available for everybody and that's what you're using that's what we're using and so it's something about that one there's accountability you know because i've got these other guys that i know are doing it as well um or at least trying to do it because i know i i'm i fail uh, at it from time to time if i start getting busy you know it's one of those things like if you can't stop what you're doing at the moment like sometimes i'll be in a meeting and i can't just grab out my valley vision start you know praying but i'll wait till the meeting's over go to my office shut the door and 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 do it. And there's something about knowing that I'm praying, uh, I'm praying with those guys and for those guys, and that they're praying for me at the same time. We can discuss those prayers. Um, maybe something that we agree with. Maybe something that we're finding hard to uh, hard to. I don't want to say the word believe in, but just hard to accept. Right? Maybe is probably the right. So word I think some things are hard to believe. I str- I struggle. Uh, I. I with believing things at times, you mm-hmm. know, and I think the psalmists clearly did. Yeah. You know, like they, they struggled to believe God is good sometimes yeah. because they're getting their butts kicked so bad in the world yeah. and they see the wicked having it easy and they're like, what the heck? Yeah. And yeah, prayer, you know, um, who was it? I think it was Manton said that when we pray, um, we are preaching to ourselves in God's hearing mm. that he says, we, we pray not for God's information, but for um, our, for the warming of our hearts, yeah. that we might more fully know and experience these truths. So, I think it's also I think I, one of the things I want to clarify is because I feel when I'm not studying or praying, what I perceived is the right amount, and I feel like, and what I mean by that is, uh, we have a lot of sermons out there, we have a lot of speakers, we have a lot of people that are putting these expectations on us to study an hour and a half to be praying without ceasing all day, every day. Right. Uh, to, and, and so I feel like we get hung up on the amount of time we're doing it. But I think what you're saying and what, what I hope is true is that it's not necessarily about the amount of time, right? But it's about that, that intense, like maybe intense is not, not the right word, but that in communion we're having with God, right? That something is happening. Something is happening uh, on a spiritual level. We want yeah. to say that we're, we're a devotional level where we are clinging to this truth and that the spirit is using that to minister to us throughout the day. Totally. And I think most of us tend to struggle with measurement, yeah. right? Like I, 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 it's not long enough or like yeah. how long is long enough? Don't, don't worry about that. That's, right. That's not the point. Yeah. What, just get some time to pray and to consider meditate on God's word. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I, for a long time, I, I was I would think to myself, "Oh, I overslept, or I got interrupted, and now I've only got you know ten minutes mm-hmm. for my devotional time. It's not worth it. I'm going to skip it." Mm-hmm. As if God is is bound. Like I, I have to have. If God doesn't have thirty minutes or sixty minutes or whatever, that He can't possibly speak to me in this amount of time. That's right. He ain't going to bless you. All right. If you've got three minutes. You can stop and pray. That's right. If you've got three minutes, you can you can open up to Proverbs and use the chapter of the day of the month you're on and yeah. just read a couple of verses. 
God, you would have, you have no idea what God can do with that. God can use one verse that you read in 15 seconds to completely transform an aspect of your life, to change the way that you think, to convict you in an area that you were not prepared, and then to lead you in the way you're supposed to go. So don't worry about the time. Worry about the what. Worry about like I'm. I want to. I want to commune with God. Yeah. And I, you know this is especially important for like single, not single, well, single moms. Also for stay-at-home moms. Yeah. Like people that are, you know, at home. Uh, like especially if you've got young kids. Yeah. You don't have a lot of time. No. You like. And they you won't know, leave you alone. Oh man, they just those kids are just nonstop. All they do is you so know. So annoying. Man, that's why. That's why I'm not home right now. That's why you're not home right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like I, my wife tells me that um, I think it was well, I don't remember who it was. Somebody's, I think it was, Char, I think it was um, John Wesley's mother. Uh, she, you know, kids running around, it's craziness. You know, mm-hmm. she doesn't have a washing machine. You know, she's not getting any help. Yeah. And so what she would do is she would take her apron and she would lay it over her head and put her head on the table to, to for her alone time. Wow. And the the kids would know they'd be like. Oh man, mom's having her quiet time. We better be quiet. You better yeah. shut up, dude. Mom, this is mom's quiet time. So like she would do that just yeah. to have, you got to do what you can. So what I tell uh, a lot of these young parents when they're staying at home with the kids is, look, um, you're, you're going to be afforded less time than yes. you will later in life or yeah. that you did before this. So don't worry about that. Listen, um, take this verse with you. Take this passage with That's you. Right. Um, you can, you can, you can re- chew on it. All yeah. Day. Yeah. Just don't worry about you. So you, you know, Pray, read. If you've got five minutes, fine. But then take it with you throughout the day. Put That's it on right. a post-it note. You know, put it up on the on the windowsill. Whatever you got to do, yeah. and you will be able to meditate. And you can accomplish more that way yes. than a lot of people accomplish by spending an hour in the Word and then That's forgetting right. it throughout the day. Exactly. Exactly. So take it in the Word, prayer, uh, reading good books. Reading. We don't have books. to spend a lot of time here, but man, read stuff that's feeding your soul. Yeah. Uh, there's 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 a lot of room for fiction and all that stuff for unwinding and having fun. And those things are good for your soul too. But I mean, find books that challenge and encourage you in knowing God and press yourself. That's really important. And are there any books that you would suggest on that though? Like what are, what are some good? It depends. Everybody's different, man. I I think that, you know, there's the one classic that most people like is knowing God okay. by J.I. Packer. But then a lot of people find those to be dry. It just, so I don't just blindly recommend books for everybody. I just tell people to um, talk to your pastor, talk mm-hmm. to people that know you and get advice on, on where to read. We'll recommend some that we think are popular in yeah, the show yeah. notes, but uh, find good books to read. What about, um, what else though? What else is really important for you in feeding your soul that you have some level of control over? Um, community group. Yeah. CG. Getting involved in community. I, I, I but that's just for some people. They just like that's just one more thing I got to do now. How's that going to? Well, feed it's not my just soul? one more thing you 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 have to do. It's one more thing you get to do. Okay, it's one more thing I get to do. But I'd rather not get to do it, man. I'm busy. I'm tired. I got a lot going on. Why? Why is something like a community group or a small group? Because small groups have they can just be just a burden. Now they can just be like a waste of my time. Well, I think that's partly because of the leader themselves. You know, uh, um, I think the leader. It's twofold. I think one, the leader needs to. Uh, help people understand the purpose behind getting together. And I think you need to get over yourself. You are not so important that you don't have time for this. So it's not a, it's, it's for me, but it's not about me. That's it. It's for you. And it's not about, but it's not about you. Right. And if, uh, if you're getting into this mentality, this arrogance that I am too good to be here, this is a waste of my time. Um, that that's troubling. Yeah. That's troubling. Uh, 
And I think there's, so I think there's that aspect of it. There's an arrogance there, but I think there's also a misunderstanding that it's not just for you, right? But that you also get, it's for others. Right. Your, your presence there is a blessing to those around you. Um, you, God may use you in a mighty way, uh, to encourage to encourage others. Right. So, so the community that we need, whether that's in a formal community group mm-hmm. or in the Christian relationships that we have yeah. that we, that outside of that, all of that, um, is, has, is, in, contains a spiritual dynamic, uh, the work of God yeah. that accomplishes specific things. That's right. Right. So, um, in our community group, uh, we should be sharing the word. Yep. Right. So it's not just what I'm reading. It's what other people are reading. It's that their insights, That's right. the Puritans used to call small groups, Holy conference. And it was, it was, uh, it, it was a, a time when men and women would gather together and they would share their reflections on God's word, either from the Sunday before or what mm-hmm. they'd read in supplemental scripture readings. Uh, they would exhort one another and it was a way of stirring one another up in their affections for yeah. Christ. So that, you know, you conference nerds, you love going to conferences. Well, you can have conference every week That's and right. probably will bear more fruit than going to hear the big talking head mm-hmm. on the jumbotron. So, uh, community is great, right? I need to be rebuked and exhorted and encouraged. Right. We need to bear one another's burdens. That's All right. those one another passages in scripture. Where happen. Else are, They're going to happen at community. Where else is it? It can't happen on Sunday morning, right? Nope. Because it's a different context. That's right. So yeah, community, I agree, man. That's, that's really, really important. What about memorization? And I mean, this is an area for me that I struggle in. I struggle in memorizing scripture. Why, why do you struggle? What, what makes it hard for you? Uh, I'm lazy. Okay. I mean, that's, that's the, the truth of it. You know, it, have it you is, considered that you're also kind of dumb? It's like lazy is only half of the problem. Lazy is half the problem. Dumb if is the other. If you weren't lazy, you still probably wouldn't be able to memorize scripture. You're slow, dude. How slow is slow? And what do you mean by slow? I mean that you mentally are slow. You can't keep up with the rest of us big dogs. Your nickname is Fofo. That should, that says enough right there. <laughs> that should say everything right there that they call me the fofo. So no, seriously, like you're you're a smart guy. Uh, the work that you do, you tell people you work at the factory, but you run the whole company that's global. So it's uh, it's a you know you're not just going to the factory. Like you're a smart guy. Uh, you read a lot. You're a very good preacher. Why you're saying scripture memory is hard for you because you're lazy? Want to explain that? Because I don't view you as lazy. You're no, a hard I know, working I, yeah, dude. But in that regard, I am. In that regard, it is it is hard for me because uh, I think part of it is maybe maybe lazy, maybe impatience. Mm-hmm. Maybe impatience yeah, is good. another word. That's good because you know I want I want to get as many done as I can, right? And part of it's just this pride, this mm-hmm. arrogance that look how many passages I can memorize, and so I want to do one a day. I'll do one a day, and if I can get one or two a day, and I do that uh, every week, so I've got. You know, 14 by the end of the week, 14 by, was that 28 for wait, two wait. weeks? One a day by the end of the week. Sorry, I'm 14? thinking two. Well, I was you thinking said two. one a day. I know, I said You're one or two. You're making fun of my math, but yeah, you yeah, just I said, said, I said one, one or two. I said one or two. One a day, 14. Right, fine, that say, sounds sh- like sh- twice sh- as many. Sh- it was twice as many because I said maybe two. Let's just say one. Fine. Seven okay. at the end of the week. That's like almost half when you said 14. That's almost twice as many as seven. On average. It's, on average. It's close to half. So 28, 28. To thirty by the end of the month, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'll be good then. That's a whole and proverb. That's like a whole that's chapter. A whole, that's a whole chapter. But I think um, what I really need is to slow down, and that's yeah. the part that's hard for me. 
is is I'm impatient and I'm not willing, that's what I mean by the laziness, mm-hmm. uh, to put in the time that it takes right. to to memorize and actually just say, you know what, I'm going to take the next week, mm-hmm. let's just say week, to memorize this passage. Um, and what if it takes longer? I hate that because it's got to be, it's got to be on my time schedule because we're, because we're, we're sometimes we're about quantity, right? That's right? We're sometimes we're instead of like the quality of what God could do in that one verse, exactly. better for you, better for us to know one verse. And I don't just mean have it memorized. I mean, know it in our hearts, right? Yeah. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you That's like right. this, this knowing that one verse deeply and truly is better than knowing all of the verses in a chapter superficially. Yeah. So, People can memorize, and there are apps out there. We'll link to them in the show notes. There are apps out there uh, that'll help you memorize. Um, our, our church planter that we just sent out, Tom Schmidt, he memorizes books of the Bible. Yeah, I hate Tom. He's preaching through Colossians. You know why he chose it? Because he knows the whole thing. Yeah, he has it memorized. Dude's a baller. That's why I feel terrible when I memorize him. Yeah, because like, we're, we're idiots compared to him. Um, I, uh, there was a new believer. I know John 360. Yeah, I'm not even going to put you on the spot and have you quote it. Do you know all Ten Commandments? You want to do that live no, not, right now? We tried that one before. Ten Commandments, man. Everybody knows Ten Commandments. Okay. All right. So, um, uh, Tom, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. So Tom, there was memorization. A, there, was another, uh, there was another guy. He was a, a new convert. We had seen him come to know the Lord and hungry. Dude was just hungry for the word. I just yeah. was reading it, reading it. And he was growing a lot. And he goes, all right, what's next? What's next? And I said, well, are you reading the word? And he goes, oh, yeah, I'm reading it all the time. I said, cool. You're praying? He said, I'm praying all the time. You're reading books? He's like, yeah, I'm reading books. He's involved in church, all this stuff. And he, but he wanted to do more. And I said, well, then you should memorize a book of the Bible. And uh, this guy, Eddie, goes, people do that? And I said, oh, yeah, people do it all the time. And he goes, okay. And he was a garbage man. So he would, um, he would cut out, he would photocopy and then cut out a chapter of Galatians and he'd put that on his windshield and he would drive around and memorize it. And dude still has Galatians memorized to this wow. day. So there, we can do more than we think, yeah. but it's like, uh, you know, people say in life, we, we overestimate what we can do in a year, but underestimate what we can do in 10 years or yeah. 20 years. Yeah. And it's the same thing, right? Don't, you know, you're likely to overestimate what you can do um, in terms of memorization in a week, but you will underestimate what you can do. Yeah, in memorization over the course of a year. That's good. So, you know, take the long view and allow God to really speak into your life uh, through the verses that you are meditating upon. Don't worry about the quantity. Go for the quality. Yeah. All right. I, I hear that the, uh, the, the landscaper just arrived, which means he's going to start mowing right outside this window. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to happen. I think you're all right. All right. Well, if uh, if he kicks it up, we're going to end it abruptly. Mm-hmm. All right. What else? What else? So we said uh, scripture reading. We said prayer. We said, uh, I think part of that was meditation and memorization. Community. Mm-hmm. So, so far there's five things right there. One last thing that, uh, that we want to mention is, or at least that I want to mention, is that um, corporate worship. Yeah. Now, you might feel like, well, I don't have any control over that because some other loser picks the songs and I don't like them. Or, uh, you know, that my pastor is, you know, he preaches too long and it's, it gets old. Uh, so what control do I have? You have all the control over what you're doing yeah. in that gathered assembly. So when we go to church, um, we go there to ascribe uh, worth and honor to our triune God. Uh, we go there to sing his praises, to hear his word, to feast spiritually on the Lord's Supper. Uh, we go with hearts ready to receive the truth 
and to be moved upon by the spirit through the ministry of the word. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you go to church, the, the gathering of the church, really, uh, you should be preparing yourself beforehand, yeah. participating in every level possible. Don't just mouth the words to the song. Sing this song. If you don't like the melody, too bad. Quit being a baby. I don't like the melody of some songs, but if the words are right, then we're going to sing it. Yeah. Um, give yourself to the Lord in the act of worship and be a, a true participant in this offering because it's all an offering to God. It's not, it's not the musicians on stage that are performing for the Lord. It's, mm-hmm. it's not the, the pastor who is uh, engaging in God's word. We are all engaging in God's word and we are all offering up the whole thing uh, in the name of Christ. And like one of the things I find really helpful on Sunday mornings during that time uh, and beautiful is when we're all waving our flag, you know, we don't in, in unison we don't, don't together. Tell that. We, there's no flag waving. <laughs> Why do you say that? People are going to think of waving flags at Redeemer. <laughs> I'm just saying it uh, along with our American flag. Oh, we have our no. brightly colored. Look, um, we don't have an American flag in our sanctuary. All right. We have a Canadian one. We do but not. Either. We did not. <laughs> a half burnt one, Maybe. <laughs> Come on, man. We're hostile. We're hostile? Yeah. No, just, okay, for the record, we don't have any flags. There's no flag wavings. There's no, we're not, listen, we love our country, but we're not, that's not what we're about here. So we don't have the Mm -hmm. American flag hanging, hanging in there. Or the Canadian flag. Mm -hmm. We don't have the Christian flag, the white flag with the thing on it. We don't have any well, flags. The, thing, the, the, the cross? The cross and the blue thing. It looks like Sweden. Wait, I don't thing? know. I don't know. There's something There's on no, it. I don't remember anything blue. Well, I wouldn't know because we don't have it hanging in here. <laughs> I, I'll have a Jolly Roger hanging in my office, but that's about it. That's about it. So what about like sacraments? We talk about corporate worship, but what about yeah. sacraments? We're gonna do we're gonna do an episode on on them because I think that's uh that's really important. But uh when you come to the Lord's Supper in particular, yeah. Uh, this should be a a joyfully serious experience, yeah. right? Like sober joy. Um, you are. What are you doing now? You are remembering Christ's sacrifice for you. That's right. You are being assured Christ died for your sins. Um, you are maybe even rediscovering the peace and the joy that you have because of this gift. Yeah. And when you are drawing near to Christ by faith in the Lord's Supper, he is drawing near to you. And this is our assurance, not that there's something magical happening in the bread and in the wine, but that there is grace given through the truth That's right. that, that Christ is present, that he is active and that he is blessing us, conforming us to his image. Uh, it is a rich experience. So whether you guys go forward for it or whether they pass, pass the plate, whether you do that intinction method where you, in this disgusting manner, where you take your dirty fingers. It was so gross. And, Who and do, why you, do people do they that? grab the piece of bread and then they dip their dirty fingers with fecal bacteria all over them. After they just got done going to the bathroom. They go to the bathroom and they dip them in the wine. Oh, so gross. And then, then the next person comes by and then sops up your dirty finger oils in their wine. Like, so whether you do it that way, you know, it's fine, whatever. An unholy way. Uh, or you pass the cups or whatever. Um, make the most of it. I mean, this is a time to confess your sins and to confess Christ. We do both, right? We confess our sins and we confess Christ as a true Savior. So that moment in in your worship should be rich and rewarding for you. You you, you shouldn't take any part of the worship lightly. And you know what that means? It means get there on time, people. And mm. on time is early. 
Okay, on time is early. You need to be there for the call to worship, the very first scripture reading that happens. You should I, be I know there. this like revs you up because, because our because people are notoriously like half late. Our people like come in like <laughs> the, the first song is over. And it's like, come on, man. Like during the first song and like look around, it's like, oh man, we got like ten people. Ain't nobody here. Ain't and then no you turn around <laughs> and then the place is packed. Listen, you want to be there early because that verse that you're gonna that scripture that's gonna be read at the very beginning, that might be the very thing you need to hear mm-hmm. on that Lord's Day. Mm-hmm. So get your butt to church on time. And I know, I know the church is not the Sunday gathering. It's not it's you don't go to church. I know people like we just got somebody give me a hard time. We need to be the church. Come on, Joe. Yeah, I know. We need don't to be go the to church. church. We all know this. We all know that Do we really that, all know it though? We Joe? all Christians know that the church is not the building, but that the church is the gathered people of God under word, sacrament, appropriate discipline, and all of that. So we get that. I'm glad you finally understand we're, that we're, we're speaking. We're speaking casually when we say go to church, okay? It is, uh, it's a colloquialism, whatever. Um, so go to church, be the church. You, you, you are the church. Somebody telling you to be the church is like, well, uh, one person can't be the church. We are all the... I'm ranting because I'm annoyed. Yeah, you are really annoyed with this one. I know. Just be, just be on time, all right? And to all you people that want to be like, hey, man, quit telling people to go to church because um, they are the church. Like, uh, kind of. What about, and I maybe maybe we don't even have to discuss this, but uh, just because I'm interested in your thoughts. Online church. Online church giving, I'm okay with that. <laughs> How, uh, but uh, online church. Well, there's no such thing. You can have online preaching. Mm-hmm. You can watch things, but online church isn't a thing because a church, the uh, the the church, the local church, is God's people mm-hmm. um, gathered together under word and sacrament, with pastors, with uh, a covenant oath made together as one family. I mean, the church is not a show that you watch. Yeah. It is God's people and his divinely given structure that you become a part of. It is a family. Mm-hmm. It is not an event. So um, so it, it's, not, it's not about going to church, but being the church is what you're saying. What I'm saying is that you're so, you're such a jerk. What I'm saying is. <laughs> I'm using is, what you just said. No, no, I'm no, just no, no, defining I'm it. I'm not disagreeing with people saying, like, <laughs> be the church. I'm saying it's more complicated than that. Um, what I'm saying is, is you, you can't really be a part of the church um, by watching something go down online. There's nothing invested. Right. And so it's not bad. It's not bad. If you're housebound, then okay. Maybe you can still be a member of the church, yeah. but you can't make it to church, so you have that. That's right. So that's great. And there are different levels at which to participate. But I have a problem with people that are saying like, nah, man, I don't, I'm not a member of any church. Uh, I just do a church online. I'm a member um, of the global church. Yeah. I'm global. Yeah. Wait, global or local? Which one? Or both? Both. Okay. Yeah, that's good. All right. Listen, a um, lot of different ways that we can be feeding ourselves spiritually, um, but you got to be intentional about it. Mm-hmm. You need to be regular about it. Yeah. And you need to surround yourself with people that will encourage you in it. That's so right. word, prayer, uh, the local church gathered together, uh, good community of faith that encourages you. All the spiritual disciplines here relate, right, from fasting to um, evangelism and all the rest. We'll link to some good books uh, in the show notes that we think will encourage you in this. But um, we would also encourage you to engage us online with this. As now we're talking about this. This is the podcast that's live. Um, what do you do? Maybe we missed something that you would mm-hmm. like to talk about. Make your recommendations known, and we'll go from there. So, Jimmy, what are some ways that people uh, can help the podcast out? 
Yeah. Uh, first, uh, leave a review on iTunes. Uh, let us know what you're thinking. You can also send us an email through our website at doctrineanddevotion.com. Head over to the Contact Us page. Uh, and let us know your thoughts, suggestions, any complaints uh, will be read on air and we will make fun of you because we don't really care what. Uh, but we do like to laugh at uh, people that get annoyed easily. Oh, so yeah, it's uh, a lot so of fun That's all right. You can also, um, on Facebook, you can join our Facebook page or you can connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo. Also want to say uh, thank you to our sponsors, Righteous Wretch Apparel and... 1689 beard we love these guys we love the products that they make uh these are uh, theologically intense gospel rich brothers who are putting out things that uh, we really believe in and use so um in fact jimmy are you wearing righteous wretch apparel today yes i am i've got the spurge got on the spurge i've got crux mihi and cora which is their design but they told me that they were inspired by my Crux Mihi and Cora tattoo. Mm. So I helped, uh, helped to encourage something there. And I'm actually, of course, I've got 1689 beard product in my beard. It's why I look good. It's why I smell good. Uh, it's why I, I need to be chaperoned everywhere I go because this is like Axe body spray, but on steroids. I don't think so. That's not, is that not the endorsement <laughs> no, you want? I don't, I don't want think that so. kind of sponsorship. No, that's not what he wants. All right, well, that's what I'm saying. You, you're going to look a lot better than Joe. Yeah, yeah. So make sure you have a chaperone wherever you go. Hey, thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back uh, soon. Uh, we're le- releasing two a week, and we hope you enjoy. Later.